Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Hey guys, episode 79. I'm going to start with, as I always do, how y'all doing? (laughs) I feel like it's been forever since we talked. Y'all do know I really do believe we're having conversations. And I love it when you write back at brig at brigjohnson.com. And tell me your takeaways from the podcast or when you write reviews. And I know because sometimes you guys write a review about a podcast or tell me that a podcast was amazing. And my thought was, oh, maybe that wasn't like maybe it didn't resonate or maybe I didn't explain it enough, which always lets me know to always question my thoughts because you guys always shock me with what resonates and I want you to know that for you too. Like when your brain is offering you, you're not doing it right. You didn't do it good. This isn't good. All of those things. You can just decide, no, I'm going to choose the thought that I know exactly how to serve my people. I know exactly what to do and I'm good at this, right? And then you'll find evidence of that because people just like with me, will write you and go, oh, that podcast or that thing or that presentation or that work you did was so good. It enriched me because people are always watching us and we are having an impact always, whether we are aware of it or not. So I love it. And yes, we're having conversations. We're having tea and coffee and whatever. So I've been on vacation. I took a week off. I spent it with my coach, the amazing Lindsay Dossoff. She invited me and a couple of other people to Palm Springs. And so I spent a week in Palm Springs at this fabulous house at the pool. I did do hiking at Joshua Tree because, you know, I love the national parks and I love to do the hiking met some new friends and coaches, and we talked all things coaching. We ate, we enjoyed one another, and we just relaxed. So I'm coming back because I batched last time. So I haven't talked to you guys in real life in a while. So I'm glad to be here. I kind of missed you guys. How are y'all? Tell me what you've been doing. (laughs) Okay. So I've been thinking a lot about um, this one area. And so I was trying to figure out how to talk about it. And I think I have a way to talk about it. So this podcast may take me a couple to unpack all the way as my brain continues to unpack it for me. So I want to label this one, the ABCs, right? or your version of CPR. Like when we do basic life support, we all learn the ABCs, like what's most important. 
What's the A, what's the B, and what's the C? If you've taken basic life support, just like say it with me, what's the A? You know what it is, it's airway, right? What's the B? Breathing, and what's the C? Circulation. Why do we have that in there? Like literally, why do we like algorithm out in a way that's very understandable for us? Like, why do we do that? And I want to tell you, it's because like when the shit hits the fan, as it does with like coming in and someone arrest or um, someone is choking at the restaurant or whatever, like our brain goes to everything and it's distracted, right? Like it's like lower brain panic, whatever. So it needs to be something that's very easy to go. Okay, wait a minute. What's the first thing? Like I remember working ER because you guys know, like I spent 40 years as a nurse, right? 30 of those years as a one that worked in trauma in ICU. And then of those that I worked in trauma, ICU, and at a higher level, 20 or 18, I, I round up, you know how we do in Texas, like we round up, right? 18 of those years was serving as an advanced practice nurse in anesthesia. So I was the one that got called for going to what we called cold blues or Dr. Hearts or whatever, right? Like when a client or a patient was found unresponsive, not breathing, and they were having a difficult time with the one thing, the first thing, airway, they would call me in because I don't care what's going on. You can do all the chest compressions you want to circulate, but if the blood isn't oxygenating, then all you're doing is circulating unoxygenated blood. That serves no purpose, right? So the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because What I've noticed a lot, and I see a lot of people and I watch, if you guys know me, you know, I watch a lot of coaching. I study coaching. For me, I want to be the best at it. And I do it the same way I did anesthesia. In order to be the best at it, I would like literally stay late to watch and be in other cases with other anesthesia providers to see how they did it. And I would take away what I liked, what worked for me and like, Take that part. Oh, I can start using it and incorporated it in, into my way of the art of anesthesia because anesthesia, nursing, coaching is technical, but then there's that art, right? And so I do the same thing. Like there's two or three communities that I really spend time in. I actually act as a support role as an instructor. But the main reason why is because. I'm doing the same thing I did with anesthesia. There was a couple of people that I followed when I was like, when I was learning a new craft that I would like want to sit in on their cases and pick their brain and see how they did it and how they waking them up and why they use Sufenta instead of fentanyl and all of that stuff. Like if I was doing it now, I would probably pay attention to someone who was doing opioid free anesthesia and had mastered that. And I would like spend time with that and we'll take a two week course on it or whatever. So do the same thing. I say all that to say what I'm realizing and what I see is a lot of people, they ask for coaching on the C, but they haven't fixed the A. 
You know what I mean? It's like ABCs. Like they're in there pumping or circulating the blood. Like it's like, I'm going to do chest compressions, right? On themselves, like on their problem, but they haven't solved for the A, right? So they're just circulating unoxygenated blood. And I see this in a lot of different ways. I see this with people trying to like fix the way they show up, especially in a coaching world. Like I need a business coach, right? Or I need a marketing coach, or I need to work on this thing. Not that any of those are wrong at all, right? Because we do need to circulate, right? But it's like they do that without working on the first thing, which is the most important thing, which is airway, right? Like if I can't get the oxygen in you airway and then B, like get it into your blood breathing, then the circulation doesn't matter. I see so many people trying to fix the circulation. Like I want a fulfilling life. And so they fix what they think is a problem circulation, which is like, I want to lose weight or I need to make more money or I want a bigger house or whatever. That's the circulation problem, but not fixing the A first, right? So we tend to like go out of order. And I see it so clearly because I have literally been conditioned as an anesthesia provider to like think critically, what's the most important? Like if I was in the middle of a cold and a nurse was telling me about her feet being blue, I would just look at her like, and like, even if her hip was broken, if they're not breathing, I could care less about a broken hip at this moment. Now for circulation, if it's internal bleeding going on, yes. But the first thing I'm going to concentrate on is the airway. Like I will block everything else out until I get that airway secured. That's most important. Like when I walked into the room, everybody moved, not because I was Brig Johnson. Yeah. Okay. I'm Brig Johnson. But it was literally because my role was the A of the ABCs. So I was really thinking about it. I was like, well, what would be the A for my clients? Because you guys, I know other people listen to me and I appreciate and love you. And yes, I work with you, all of that. But you know, this podcast is geared towards the high achieving black woman. And so I was really thinking like, what is our A? What's our A? And I had to say, and you tell me if you agree with this or not. But what I decided our A was, was agency. Yes, agency. Like if we don't recognize our agency, like our ability to create, our ability to feel control over our actions and the consequences of them, right? If we don't understand that we actually have agency over our life and feel that in our bones. I don't care what you do on the other side. You can lose the weight. You can get the man. You can get the job. You can get the promotion. You can have the clients. You can make the money. But you will always be looking at it as something else outside of me produced that I didn't. And or what a lot of my high achieving Black women, what a lot of us do is 
It was a fluke. They let me. They gave it. Whoever the they is, they were just being nice. They were being kind. So it's not I created it. I don't have control over it. It's it was a fluke and I didn't create it. So therefore I can't reproduce it. And so therefore I hold on to where I am really hard or I don't even believe I can do it. So I can take all the courses. I can learn all the sticks, all the strategies, all the whatever. But until I believe I can control the outcome and the consequence, independent of other people's results, meaning if I think the only way to get there, this kind of ties into attachment to form, that podcast. If I think the only way to get there is through this person, and this person says, no, then I have reduced my agency, my feeling of control over what I can create and the consequences of that, right? Like I have no agency. And it makes sense that we as high achieving women don't believe we have agency, right? Like I don't need to go into our history. I've done that enough. (laughs) Like, listen to some of my old podcasts, but like, especially on the one on desire, that podcast on desire was good for like why we don't desire things because like of our internalized beliefs about our ability to control what we want. And a lot of people will say that it was taken from us. I've really been thinking about that. Like our agency was taken from us. We were taken from our lands, put here and sold into slavery, and it was taken from us. But if something is taken from us, then we have to go to them to get it back. And I don't like to language it that way because our ancestors, I like to look at it as they surrendered because that was the thing that preserved their life. There were a lot of our ancestors that decided to jump off of the slave ships to their peril because they decided they did not want their agency taken from them or like they didn't want to surrender their agency. There were people who were slaves who at times decided not to surrender their agency, right? Like it was a matter of surrendering for the betterment of like for their ability to be able to live, to take care of their kids or to have some sort of life or whatever. And then you could also argue that the fact that people could kill them was like they didn't have the agency, but I'm like, just in our thought process is what I'm saying. So the reason why I'm making a big deal out of that is because I don't want us as a people, as high achieving women looking to other people to give us back our agency or feeling like we have to fight and take it, I want us to understand that it's already there. It's a different energy if we got to fight and take it. I want us to get out of that sympathetic tone of fighting and flighting and reactivity. I want us to get into like, no, it's already in me. It's just been buried and I just need to find it and I need to gain access to it. And that's an internal work. It has nothing to do with the outside world. Our ability to understand, to reclaim, to uncover, to accept our agency is 
internal work. It's not going out and telling everybody what they did, what they did wrong and everything. That work is our work to do. Yes, our ancestors surrendered, but yes, we get to reclaim it. It's as if it was this precious thing that we had and that in order for us to survive, our ancestors hid it. And now we get to uncover it and find it for the first time, probably. Like we get to claim our agency, our ability to create. If you ever come to my house, you'll see I am a creator all on post-it notes all over my house because I remind myself that I created it. I created everything. And that's the A. Because if we think it's the strategy, it's the system, it's the school, it's the degree, it's the size I am, it's the house I have, it's the money I make then those are the things that created that opportunity. And that's the agency. One of the reasons why we have a hard time is creating epic shit as high achieving black women is because what we tend to do, if you look at our history, what we tend to do is we follow the trail, the tried and true trail. Like I go to school, I go to this job, I work for this people. Like we know that like, if I do this, I create this. And so therefore the education, the degree, the amount to which I like get matched at the right residency or intern at the right job, or like ask this person to be my mentor. Those things are the things that created where I'm at. And we miss that we are the one that created it, not the route. And as long as we think it's the route then we're always trying to figure out the how, right? Because we think it's the how, like, okay, I know I have a clear path. Now I know how that is the thing that creates my agency. Like I have control over it. I know exactly what to do. This is what's going to happen, right? But when we go into epic shit and we have no idea what the how is, there's no route, there's no mentor, because a lot of us are trying to do stuff that we don't even have examples of doing, right? Like there's no one around us that we can, can I pick your brain? Or like, it's never even been done before. Or it's one of those, like you have the audacity to even think you can do that. And that is the time before you go to the sea of like, let me figure out how to do it. Let me circulate, right? The first thing, the first thing, when you walk into the room, your anesthesia, The first thing is to do an initial initial assessment, which is what I do. Like when I walk into the room, the first thing I don't do is not just immediately go, you know, put an ET tube, which is that tube that we put to support airway when a person is not breathing on their own. We put this plastic tube into their airway, which has a balloon in it. And that's what we put the Ambu bag in, that little thing that we swish with oxygen to mimic them breathing up and down, right? And it gets the oxygen in. So the airway is first, the Ambu bag that I push is the breathing for them, right? That's that little thing that you see in those shows where they're like squeezing that little oblong shaped thing that's there. And then the chest compressions, right? Of now the circulating blood, right? Which could be like the strategy on how I do it or like, 
the mentorship or whatever. But the first thing is not I get the tube. The first thing is I make an assessment to see if they even need the tube. Because sometimes they call me and I'm like, y'all, she's breathing okay. I would rather her continue to breathe on her own rather than taking her breathing away from her or him for whatever reason. Like there are times where I'm like, no, sit them up straight, get them in a way that they can breathe on their own and let them do their work themselves. Like maintain their agency of breathing, right? So I do an initial assessment. So what I want to suggest is before you go to like, how do I do this? And like, what's the route? I want you to like do an internal assessment and see, do I believe fully in my ability, my agency? Do I have a sense of control over the fact that I can do this regardless of the route, the way, or anything? Because if you think you need to know the route, then you're not saying that I am agency. You're saying the route is agency. I hope you understand the difference. When we're tied to the how, like, I don't know how, what we're saying is I'm not the creator. The how is the creator. Because here's the deal. The how of someone may not be your how, right? And you won't figure that out if you believe, if you believe the how is the thing, when you try that how and it doesn't work, then you're like, okay, I wasn't supposed to do it. And you give up. But if you believe in your ability to create, then that how is just another how that just got scratched off the list and let me figure out another how. Does that make sense? Let me figure out another strategy. That one obviously doesn't work for me, right? It's like when I am trying to like do an airway, I have several techniques, (laughs) several, right? I even have a technique where I can't see. Like literally when there were cases and I only had to pull it out once or twice where I would literally put a tube into a airway where I didn't even look in the mouth. I did it all by feel using a special instrument that felt the rings, the tracheal rings, right? So there are different ways, but if I didn't think I could intubate or do this for this person. And it was just this one way and that way didn't work. Well, sorry, it didn't work. No. Right. So your one way of losing a 50 pounds, maybe one time you fasted, maybe you did low carb, maybe you did keto, maybe you exercise a whole bunch, maybe you exercise too much, like whatever your one way is. If you go to a strategist and they're like, do it this way, this is the way that works. And you don't have the A, which is agency. And you're just working on circulation. You're just circulating old blood that ain't even helping. In other words, if that one way doesn't work, nine times out of 10, you're going to quit because you're going to say, oh, that diet didn't work for me. So therefore I can't lose weight, which means the diet has the agency, not you. What is your initial assessment? Do you believe in your ability to create and your ability to be like, I am going to figure this shit out. I am the creator, not the way, the method, not the person I study under, not 
<laughs> not the person I'm married to, not the economy, not anything. I have the agency, which is very hard for us to do when our ancestors surrendered it and put it away and tucked it away so that we can be here right now, right? Uncover your agency. Take it out gently. Examine it. Treat it as if it's this beautiful object. Shine it. Clean it up. Put it someplace that you look at and admire because your ancestors protected that for you. They sacrificed their agency so that we can be here now full of agency. And yes, I know shit happens. It shit happens to everybody. That's not the agency I'm talking about. I'm talking about our ability to respond, our ability to say, okay, you're a roadblock. You don't want to give me the permit. You don't want to such and such. You're not going to stop my happiness. Let me figure it out a different way. You want to leave me? No problem. You're not the only guy or girl around that could love me. I have the ability to create a loving relationship with someone else. You don't want to give me the job. You don't want to give me the promotion. No problem. You have your thoughts about me. I have the agency to go somewhere else and create that somewhere else where I am of high value. Agency. Stop starting at the C and fix the A. Stop making the C (laughs) the A because it's not. Circulating is just how we get that oxygenated through our body, right? The method in which you do your epic shit is just the way you live out that agency. You can live out that agency in multiple, multiple ways. And when you know in your bones, your ability to create, the time in which it takes to create it won't be a factor. I want to say that again. When you know in your bones, your ability to create, like you have control over this, the time in which you create it, that you find the thing that circulates it won't be a factor. The time in which other people create it won't be a factor because their agency is their agency. And them creating it before you, after you, better than you because they made more money or they had a higher position or whatever, none of that, it may affect you, but it won't erode your agency. Your agency is for yours to uncover, to find, to cultivate. And that's one of the things we do in Deeply Rooted, cultivating your agency and understanding why we as high achieving Black women especially have issues when it, when we get off the beaten path and we go into entrepreneurship or we go into the path of the unknown, like we get off the grid, right? So the doors of Deeply Rooted are opening soon. I hope you're on the wait list. If you are, every once in a while, I tried to. Last week, I didn't because I was on vacation. I give you a synopsis of what we covered in that week. 
so that you kind of get a sense of the things that we're talking about, because I want you to know if this is something that you want or not. And if you want to experience my coaching, what it feels like to be coached, what kind of things we coach on in that container, then come to our next melanin hour, which will be in the, (laughs) I forgot that I'm doing this early. (laughs) So we would have already had it on May 27th by the time you guys get this. So go to the calendar for the June melanin hours and sign up for group coaching. And they do fill up. So sign up soon because the first one actually filled up. (laughs) So agency, pay attention, do an initial assessment. Do you believe that you have the ability to create this? Or are you thinking that you need other people some kind of way in order to do this? And it's certain people, not like, Yes, we all, none of us are islands. We do need people, but are you attached to form? Like that goes, are you attached to the way in which it's supposed to, the person it's supposed to come from? Are you attaching your agency to that? Because doing all the C, (laughs) pumping on the chest and you ain't got no oxygenated blood, you're doing a whole bunch of work. Like It is a lot of work to, if you've ever done chest compressions, it's a lot of work. That's why we switch off. It is a lot of work because in order to do that, you really have to press down really hard. I know for some of you, this may be a morbid conversation. This is my life, has been my life for I don't know how long until I retired from anesthesia, but it's a lot of work, right? But if you're pumping and exhausted and you're not getting where you are, is it because you're pumping around? unagency blood (laughs) to yourself. Like you're doing a lot of work without the belief that you can actually create it. Are you pumping? (laughs) That that may be what I should (laughs) call this podcast. Are you pumping unagency blood, unoxygenated blood, right? Are you giving up your airway, your agency, or are you reclaiming it? It was surrendered. We get to reclaim it. And we don't do that outside of us. If they took it, we got to take it back. No, we just need to accept and understand it. We've always had it. And now it's time for us to uncover it. And that work is ours individually. Okay. This interests you. Let me know if you have any thoughts about it. Brig at brigjohnson.com. I always personally respond. And if this is helping, give me a uh, review. I'm still waiting to get enough reviews so I can have a podcast listener podcast. So you guys, right. So we can have enough to like choose from and do a podcast listener podcast. I would love to hear what you guys are getting from it and gaining from it so that other people can get this too. All right, go to brickjohnson.com coaching to sign up for the next melanin hour and go to brickjohnson.com slash group to get on the wait list for Deeply Rooted. We are opening up the doors to Deeply Rooted on Juneteenth. Yes, on a Sunday because it's Freedom Day. So I want us to feel that freedom of agency That's why I called it deeply rooted. Okay. 
if you want to know why I called it, there is a definite podcast episode on why I called the program Deeply Rooted. Would love to have you. And we'll talk at you guys next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brigjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. In 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. brigjohnson.com, B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time.